So, I'm okay with people taking selfies, but not when you're running a marathon. <laughs> I've seen those corporate marathons, people run like this. <laughs> Suddenly, four or five people will come and join them. Hey, we all came as a group only, no? <laughs> you came as a group, but you have something to do, go run, but no. Their agenda for the day is to capture themselves running and share it on social media with beautiful captions. Today, I ran a marathon for charity, feeling blissful. <laughs> Shut up, I know you ran for that free t-shirt. <laughs> the organizer has done some charity to you, accept the fact and move on. But no, these are those amazing guys. They will register for very long distances like 3 kilometers, 2.5 kilometers and call it a marathon. And nowadays people are so mad about taking selfies that they die when they try to take one. Selfie death has become a reality. Imagine how awkward their death certificate will look. <laughs> Name, age, date of birth, date of death, cause of death, selfie? <laughs> this guy got killed by a 3 megapixel friend camera. <laughs> selfie death, the last thing they saw before their death is their own idiotic face. <laughs> Why is the last wish of your life a disappointment? <laughs> if you don't have that minimum skill set in you to take an image of yourself and manage to stay alive the next day to see it, you deserve to die. <laughs> Nobody bothers about your existence, you die. I read the statistics, man. Number of people who died while trying to take a selfie is more than the number of people who died because of shark attack. And worst is this combination where a guy died while trying to take a selfie with shark. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, the shark will come and pout with him. <laughs> it will give him tips on what kind of filter to use before uploading it on Instagram. That is what we have evolved as human beings. We misuse technology. Misusing technology is a trait that we developed along with evolution. Right? I went to attend a wedding. They were live streaming the wedding over the internet. I asked them, bro, for whom? He explained, Manoj, it's for all those people who couldn't come. I clarified, dude, look, it's not that they couldn't come. They did not want to come. <laughs> if they really bothered, they would have been here with some gifts and fake smiles on their face, standing in line. I am so happy for you. Use of technology in weddings doesn't stop here. People hire a photographer for their honeymoons. <laughs> they have totally misunderstood this concept called honeymoon, moon, moon, pera, they are going. <laughs> Absolutely not needed at all. There are so many things in this world like this honeymoon photography, they are not needed at all. Even if they don't happen, we will never get affected. Right? Even you remove those things from the universe, the universe will still function the same. Those are those amazing events, they don't even contribute to butterfly effect. Zero impact they have on human lives. One such event, which I think is really not needed and has been really bothering me right from my childhood as a huge follower of cricket. In cricket, there is this amazing concept called 10th wicket partnership. <laughs> Sometimes you know it's not needed, the match is already over, there is no scope in winning the match. Your mother is asking you to change the channel. Half of the people in the stadium, they went home in disappointment. Commentators gave up and they are discussing about dinner. But the 10th batsman and the 11th batsman, technically called as tailenders, they will enter the ground with full confidence in their eyes. Pad, gloves, helmet, arm guard. They'll wear everything. 
and while entering the ground they'll practice the shot <laughs> with the bat that bat is so plain no sticker nothing in that bat nobody is willing to sponsor their batting skills with full confidence they'll enter the ground reach the pitch look at the umpire and ask for guard <laughs> now imagine the trauma the umpire has to go through he has a lot of experience he has seen so many people from his vantage point he has seen sachin tendulkar but today he is guiding a batsman who has a strike rate of 12.3 <laughs> and the worst of all is in between overs these two guys will come and discuss <laughs> sir with all due respect your name is umesh yadav your name is ishan sharma what will you discuss i mean your combined batting average is 11 what can you discuss why are you trying to become a hero now when the climax is already decided if you had done this discussion in the first half we could have saved some runs come here come stop discussing come here look at the scorecard our great champion captain virat kohli duck out we need 92 runs from 14 balls do you know six tables or not you guys know six tables man <laughs> i'm telling you six tables is my most favorite tables <laughs> six tables is when all the mathematical complexity starts six tables is the threshold six tables is where students start giving up on maths as a subject <laughs> until then life is so simple and easy one table is good two table is nice no three table is okay four table is also fine five table also you can manage you know five in the mind five in the finger you know you can calculate using one hand write the exam using the other hand all that multitasking ambidextrous things you can do suddenly pops out six tables six ones of six i don't use both my hands why am i asked to perform gymnastics man i don't know six tables my name is ishan sharma what will i do now If you see an engineering second year student who is crying because he has failed in max 3 go tell him bro it's not you it's the six tables <laughs> but i never believed in marks in school man you know because marks are also like 10th wicket partnership only <laughs> not helpful all the time sometimes they will help you but i never believed in marks because the school in which i studied they used to give me two marks for handwriting for physics exam <laughs> my science teacher thought newton's law will make more sense if it looks beautiful <laughs> uh, this kid has very less scientific knowledge but we will appreciate the artistic integrity <laughs> i don't know what he has written but it looks pleasant to my eyes i will give two marks you know take it man <laughs> weird that's what people think art is greater than science i don't agree right see maybe that is true because art has been existing for 15 centuries science has been existing for 5 centuries right yeah why do you want to study about gravity when you can admire at mona lisa's painting right like <laughs> makes sense because gravity will attract you from one direction mona lisa she will attract you from all eight possible directions right and <laughs> but the schools are weird man i'm telling you the school in which i studied you know it's not a school it's a scam they named it as a school but it functioned as a scam right 
I already told you I have a brother who is one year younger to me. So technically, whatever I study this year is what next year he will study. Same school, same teacher, same books, same syllabus, same classroom. I can happily share my old books with them, with my brother. But no, the school will never allow. They will somehow convince us and make my brother to pay for new books. I will ask them, dude, everything is same. Why should my brother pay? I can share my books. They'll tell some random logic. Manoj, come here. <laughs> your brother will miss the newness of the book. <laughs> the moment your brother opens the new book, the smell that forms, the aroma that arises, it will make sure that all the topics directly enter into your brother's brain. Your brother will become high. Oh my God, Ohm's law. Pythagoras theorem. High pot news. High pot. Random logic. There is no need to pay for new books, man. Have you ever seen a guy who has achieved state rank? You go and ask him, bro, what is the secret of your success? Sir, you want to know the secret of my success? I studied with new books. <laughs> Ohm's law. <laughs> because of that stupid rule in that school, every year in our house, we had two books with same content. <laughs> End of the year, my father was the loser. He paid for both. He looks at those books like a conjoined twins which he never wanted to have. One year in that book, they even taught us how to save trees. Hey, the answer is right there on the table. Reuse. Why are you searching for a solution inside the book when the solution is the book? No matter how much ever you money you pay for books and schools, you know, end of the year, it will end up in a waste paper mart. And the guy who runs that waste paper mart is a heartless fellow. He will give you six rupees. Not even per book, per kilo. I will argue. Anna, physics book na. Einstein spent 20 years to come up with that. I spent two months to study, please.